Max that takes us to the teacher. Now, the teacher might look familiar to those of you who are film connoisseurs. This is so wild. Yeah. Well, you immediately, when you go back and watch it, yeah. you'll know who she is. Yeah. So the teacher is played by Lynn Shea. Yep. If you don't know who Lynn Shea is, I need you to go back. <laughs> there are two movies, only two movies no, you need to one, watch. One. No, no, there's two. You got to go watch Kingpin. Yeah. And you got to go watch something about Mary. <laughs> oh, my In God. Kingpin, the Tanning scene. And let's go to Kingpin first. <laughs> she is the disgusting landlord who, to, to help yeah. Yeah, Roy Munson. Yeah. Took me a minute. Don't you Munson this, Max? Munson didn't have his rent, and she worked out a little <laughs> side, deal. side deal. And then in something about Mary, Magda. she's Magda. <laughs> She's got the self-tanning oh little my. dog. She's amazing. But in this movie, she's totally normal, totally chill. Yeah. She's a teacher. Welcome to Buzz in the Tower, a podcast dedicated to the movies of the 1980s. Prepare to be stuffed in our DeLorean and taken on a trip through the best decade of film ever. Hey, Mo, we better back up. We don't have enough road to get up to 88. Roads? Where we're going, we don't need Roads. So if you love Caddyshack, The Goonies, Aliens, Weird Science, Spies Like Us, The Great Outdoors, Empire Strikes Back, The Great Muppet Caper, Pretty in Pink, Predator, Rocky IV, Roadhouse, Say Anything, Real Genius, Short Circuit, Some Kind of Wonderful, Beverly Hills Cop, Akira, Tango and Cash, The Breakfast Club, and They Live, just to name a few, then sit back, relax, and get ready to be entertained. Because we came here to chew bubblegum and podcast about 80s movies, and we're all out of bubblegum. If you haven't already, subscribe to Buzz in the Tower on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or whatever your favorite podcast platform is. And while you're there, leave a review and a five-star rating. It's a moral imperative! You can also find us on TikTok, Instagram, and all social media platforms by searching the tag at Buzz in the Tower. That's B-U-Z-Z-N, The Tower. Also, check out our website, buzzinthetower.com, and grab some officially licensed gear. It's so choice. If you have the means, I highly recommend picking some up. Now, if you want to get nuts, let's get nuts. Head on over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash buzzinthetower. With memberships as low as $3 a month, you can have access to tons of extra content, and a portion of all proceeds go directly to Save Ferris. Dakoshane, darling, Dakoshane. Buzz in the Towers brought to you by Sonic Loans. You can find them at sonicloans.com. Max, do you know what scares me? Everything scares me. Elm Street scares me. Living there? Well, just the whole idea that you could be <laughs> murdered in your nightmare and all that kind of jazz. October is a time to be scared, but it's also a great time to refinance your mortgage or buy a new house. If you need a mortgage and you want the best rate available and you want the best team available, you got to go to Sonic Loans. There's nothing scary about them. They don't have a Freddy Krueger on staff. So Charlie and the team are going to make sure that you get the best available loan, get into the best mortgage. You name it, they're going to take care of it. 15 year, 30 year, fixed adjustable. Now is the time to get into your dream home or at a minimum, just refinance a bad mortgage you might have. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. Get into the right loan and enjoy the fruits of your labor without being murdered in your sleep by a clawed villain named Freddy Krueger. NMLS number 1955855. Not available in all states. Not a commitment to lend. Additional requirements apply. Visit sonicloans.com or call 313-488-4888 for more information. 
Buzz in the Tower is brought to you by Bolton Legal Group. You can find them at boltonlegalgroup.com. For a free consultation, call 248-595-0001. Ian is terrified of horror films. Like October, for you and Ian, it's I can the relate. two least favorite times of the year. He's a, he's a giant chicken just like you are. But what he's not afraid of is going into court and winning your case. He's going to protect Bolton Legal Group's efficient, energetic, bird law, real estate law. What do you represent, Freddie? Uh, probably not. <laughs> I don't think he's child murder law, but yeah. he'd probably stay away from that. He's going to make sure that you get the right representation, that you're not put in a bad situation. He's going to make sure that the judge knows that the judge's worst nightmare is Bolton Legal Group, ah, not Freddy Krueger. Scary. It's terrifying. So make sure you reach out to Bolton Legal Group. Tell them that Buzz in the Tower sent you. They're going to take care of you. They're going to get you out of your problem, save you money, and you'll win the day. Just like in Teen Wolf. Win in the end. <laughs> Today's episode, Recasting a Nightmare on Elm Street. Welcome to October, a month dedicated to the horror films of the 1980s. Freddy, Jason, Michael, Myers, not Jackson, and of course, Pinhead, just to name a few. What better way to kick off the month than to visit a true classic and then recast it? Written and directed by Wes Craven, A Nightmare on Elm Street started a franchise that has collectively grossed over $472 million, but more importantly, has made generations of children and some adults afraid to fall asleep. Today on Buzz in the Tower, we'll take the original Nightmare on Elm Street and recast its characters with other actors and actresses from the 1980s. I'm Mo Shapiro, and joining me as always, the Nancy Thompson to my Freddy Krueger, Max Sanders. And with that, Max, I just want you to listen to this music. No, I don't want to. Soak it up, Max. I'm your boyfriend now, Mo. Soak up this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Phone tongue. The phone tongue is so foul. Oh, it's the worst. I hate this month. I... Max, October's here. It's my favorite month outside of this. You torture me. You know what I did this morning? Woke up scared. No, I had a big bowl of oatmeal and I watched the first two thirds of Hellraiser. Yeah. <laughs> oh, keep that. Don't talk about that yet. Well, that's, that's an upcoming episode. Yeah. I want to hear all about, I want to hear about your pains and your pleasures, pleasures and oh, your man. delights. Frank's a degenerate. Yeah. Like I thought I was. No. Well, <laughs> I mean, you're both kind of degenerates in your own way. I relate to the uh, squishy guy with right, this, hey, Max, the Morpheus sunglasses. It. What if we're not having our Hellraiser podcast today? I'm just telling you what's going on in my life. Shh. That's sad. Incredibly sad. Why? That I watched Hellraiser? Because you forced me to? Max, welcome to the show. Hello. Today we begin... Oktoberfest. Yep. Scarefest. You made me watch all eight Freddy movies in a week. That's right. You I, loved them. I didn't mind it. Nightmare on Elm Street. The most fun and easy to watch. Let's start with oh, Dream all, let's start Warriors. With, yeah. <laughs> Dream Warriors. Let's start with the obvious. Welcome to the show, all of our listeners. If you have not subscribed or followed us yet, please do on any podcast platform. Leave us a nice review. It's been about a month and a half since we had a review. I chalked that one up to old Max over there. But if you're not doing anything, Whoops, slipping on a us, banana. It's, it's all right. Leave <laughs> us a review. Um, also, please check us out on social media at Buzz in the Tower. The other thing is our Patreon. If you are looking to up your game, if you don't want to be visited by murderers, in your sleep the best way is to go to patreon.com slash buzz in the slash slash buzz in the tower you can facetime us and we'll scare away the demons max will facetime with you i don't know that i will so in addition to that buzz in the tower.com pick up officially licensed merchandise merchandise space balls the merchandise (laughs) (laughs) yogurt Uh, i hate yogurt (laughs) 
<laughs> we need to have a Spaceballs episode. Make a note. Yeah, I'd be down. That's that should be the after um after the month of scare stuff. That should be our next full movie like episode. That and airplane, like yeah, the oh Isle of Down. God, that'd be great. <laughs> All right. So uh what have I missed? Is that it? That covers everything? Yeah. All right, great. Today's episode, we are going to recast. We love our recasting episodes. We're gonna recast Nightmare on Elm Street. The rules are pretty simple. Once you select someone from a movie. So if we're recasting Nightmare on Elm Street, right? And we get all the way to Freddy Krueger, played by Robert England. Yep. When we recast his character, I not only have to give you the character. So if I want it to be Rodney Dangerfield, a strong pick. I hope I didn't pick your pick. That would be fun. That'd be great. I can't just say Rodney Dangerfield. Gordon Mellon. I got to give you an idea of what character I'm thinking of for Rodney Dangerfield. Am I thinking of Al Cervic? from Caddyshack. Yep, that's his name. Am I thinking, is it? I couldn't remember. Yeah. Am I thinking Thornton Mellon yeah. from Back to School? Ooh, hard trivia question. Right. Easy money. What was his name? Oh, no clue. <laughs> Me neither. No clue. <laughs> so that's part of the rules. The other part of the rule is you can't pick the same movie or the same actor or actress more than once. Yep. You can. If it's, I pick the movie, you can pick the movie, but we can't do each other. We don't really cross movie that We much. don't. Never yeah. cross the streams. Yeah. Never, ever cross the streams. Um, but that's really the only rules, I think, right? Yeah. You got to name the movie that you're referencing. By the way, I have a couple rule breakers today because I always break the rules. I have a couple for sure rule breakers. It's you're, Keanu Reeves. You're going to be annoyed. <laughs> I am a nightmare machine. <laughs> Him as Freddy would be really be terrible. Great. Be great. <laughs> All right, Max, other than that, I've got no rules, no regulations. We didn't do every character. We did some of the characters, but we're doing close to every character. But I mean, that's that's kind of like the... Yeah, you cut the cops, you the, jerk. That's kind of the coziness of a film like this. Is yeah, there's not, there's many, not people. many people to do. <laughs> so before we jump into recasting... We'll and did do... you feel sacrilegious about recasting this one? I felt okay. <sighs> it's not that bad to do right, this one. You know what? Before we get it, let's, let's talk about A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah, 1984, best movie year ever. So if you... Give me a moment to wax emotional about this. I'll then let you run with God knows how many facts you have on this. I have some good ones. I bet you have some good ones. If you were born in 1978 like I was, making me, you know, seven, eight, nine, ten years old when Nightmare on Elm Street 2, 3, 4 were coming out, and I shouldn't have watched these, but I somehow got a hold of them. As they came out? Yeah, I don't think in the theater, but like pretty close after on VHS. Someone's older (laughs) brother. No, someone's older brother got a hold of it. Yeah. But when you're when you're in that age, I'm going to say like, you know, 10, 11, 12, even early 90s. This was all I ever did is I rented these. Right. So like early 90s, when I'm becoming a teenager, I'm renting, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street. I'm renting Caddyshack, these kind of like soft R, you know, comedies. Yeah. And, and then horror nudity films. and violence. When you dress up for Halloween anytime in the late 80s and yeah. 90s, you're going either as a ninja. I mean, yep. you're, you're doing like, you know, Braddock or you're doing like Chuck Norris. <laughs> Or you're for sure, every year there was at least a half a dozen Freddy Kruegers. Yeah. Did you ever do it? I did. And it was a huge fight with my mom because the gloves with the knives on them, not the sharp one, the plastic one, was exceptionally expensive. Really? If you went to the, unless you had like a creative mom who like built one for you. Yeah, you you should just buy tomato knives. No, I did the real, like the costume one. Yeah, the officially licensed. And it was like, it was like 50 bucks, which back then is like like $2,000. Now I know, right? But like this. Where'd you come up with that number? It was a lot. I don't even know. So. When you're when you're getting into this part of your life, you're making some big decisions. You're either gonna be a child killer. No, I, I, even it, there's so many binary decisions that get made when you're younger. Like for instance, am I gonna be a Bugs Bunny guy or am I gonna be a Mickey Mouse guy? Am I gonna be a Pepsi guy? Am I gonna be a Coke guy? I go Mickey and Coke. Yeah, you would. 
You would. Do go. you? Uh, I'm you Bugs, Bugs, Bugs Bunny and Coke. Okay. Um, I love Disney, but I'm an old school. Warner Brothers was my gig when I was growing up. Yeah, Pepsi sucked. You're really diverting. Sorry. Come back to me. Okay. Are you there? Yep. All right. Good. Hi. I know there's a lot going on in that little head of yours today. <laughs> my head's bigger than your. No, you got a fat head. Yeah, I do have a fat head. <laughs> but when you talk about horror films, and I'm not discounting, you know, Pinhead. I'm not discounting Mike Myers. But the Jason or Freddy guy? Freddy, it's Freddy or Jason. Yeah. Everybody grew up, you either put the hockey mask on or you put the fedora on. It's I dressed as Jason one year. Which is ironic because I suspect you were in your 20s before you saw a horror. Yeah, movie. I didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. yeah they like, like put I'm it on. I'm a hockey player. <laughs> My name's Max. I'm a hockey player. I, li- I liked holding a machete. Yeah, yeah. It's great. It's great. <laughs> I rode hard for Freddie. Yeah. Freddie was my guy, and we... Oh, but wait, one last thing. Yeah. Uh, my best Halloween costume ever when I was eight. Now, this is how weird I was as a kid. I dressed as Ross Perot. Sure. <laughs> I had that's, big ears. It sounds exactly like I said, like I'm worth $4 billion. God, that's super weird. <laughs> it is really strange. <laughs> Halloween was a different holiday for you than it was for me. I, you know, we've talked about Jaws a lot, the original Jaws, and why it's such a horrifying movie. There's some real evolutionary logic behind it that... Part of why Jaws is terrifying is that in our DNA, one of our greatest fears is being eaten alive by something because we were programmed to be very scared of the most realistic way we would probably die thousands of years ago, which is being eaten alive. Oh. That's that's in part why it's so animalistic and so raw. Nightmare on Elm Street taps into something also horrific and terrifying, which is dreams. Yeah, you can't control them. Uh, and not only can you not control them, but the very idea that you could die and that you could be murdered in your sleep. And then what happens? You go to sleep and have a nightmare. It's it's just, it's perfectly built. And Wes Craven, oh man, Wes Craven is the Picasso of horror films. I mean, yep, he, The Hills Have Eyes, The Last House on the Left, uh, Vampire in Brooklyn I actually really like a lot. I can't believe he did that. I didn't know he did that. That's amazing. Cursed, Shocker. You know, he just did a lot of fun movies. A Nightmare on Elm Street was, I'm trying to think like you have these movies that are, i mean uh we had brian volkweiss yeah who was the movies that made us and i think this is one of them because this is one of those transformational films that just changed everything yeah and, I, and i'm not again i'm not knocking friday the 13th which is incredible well slasher versus uh dreamscape or diff- two different genres like, also, also the the and again he like was the forefathers of that he was not that campy in the first one like he progressively got more and more campy yeah but, he's not really that much campy in this one it's the i'm your boyfriend now yeah, yeah i know that, oh, or i like when his arms are all long and he's when you're in a movie theater and you have to use the bathroom do you ever do that you put your arms all long and you feel both sides of the no, walls that's i, I, I also never dress like ross perot for halloween so <laughs> We're, okay. we're on a different page. That's Never okay. mind. It's good. It's good. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> no, I mean, there are there are things in this film that are just terrifying. And it's melting a, stairs. It's, it's a classic. And in addition to being a classic, the number I gave in the intro, almost $500 million of generated net profit from the whole collection of films. Yeah, and it started with this $1.8 million movie. Right. And I, crazy. and I really, I wouldn't be surprised if another one was on its way. Don't you feel like it's coming with all the reboots and remakes? 2010s and, was so bad. I know. And it yeah. had so much potential because I love that guy from Jackie Watchmen. Earl. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He could have been so good. I know. That's okay, though. All right, Max. I spoke poetically of the film long enough let's talk about some facts about the film give us the plot synopsis you first love a good plot synopsis i do synopsis me teenager nancy thompson must uncover the dark truth concealed by her parents after she and her friends become targets of the spirit of a serial killer with a bladed glove in their dreams in which if they die it kills them in real life this guy murdered 20 kids yep and 
they originally had it as him being a molester, but they were like, that's too weird. Yeah, I think I've referenced him being a molester, and then I rewatched the movie. I'm like, oh no, he just murdered them. No, in the new one, in the Jackie Earl one, they in mentioned 2010? That he was a molester. Yeah, guy. I got it. So yeah. in the original A Nightmare on Elm Street, he's a ni- much nicer guy. He just murders the kids, <laughs> and he does it in some horrifying boiler room using a glove made out of knives. The opening of this movie is him breathing really heavy putting on his glove of knives yeah do you want to hear something wild though yes the first time you see freddie doing that yeah that's not robert england who is it that's charles bernadelli who was the special effects man because he was the only one who knew how to cut the glove and insert the blades uh, so gotcha, the first gotcha. time we see freddie it's actually not freddie well there you go isn't that oh. fact number one does that mean you're done no no sorry oh. that was like a legit there you go not one of my like move <laughs> on to your next point you. that's fair that's fair um and special effects wise you know how much they spent on this movie what $57,000 on special effects. You know, these early slashers, it's kind of wild. Well, with like the melting floor? I know. Yeah, it looks good. And you know the thing about the melting floor that's kind of cool is that in Dreams, one of the things, and I'm sure I'm not like a dream expert except for the song, Dream Warriors. <laughs> like the running and stuff? And not yeah. being able to run. It's the worst. And not being able to like move quick enough. And, yeah. and even when they chase each other in Dreams, it looks like they're kind of mocking tongue-in-cheek, like the inability to run. Yeah, or like you have to stop and stare at Freddy for a yeah, second. And you're like, great. I can't, oh, and the maggot stuff in his blood. Yeah, oh, oh, my Jesus, God. Sorry. So gross. So this is directed by Wes Craven, written by Wes Craven. Yeah, we'll talk about the actors and actresses when we actually get into it. But the name you need to know is Johnny Depp. This was his film debut. Which is wild. Wild. So Wes Craven's daughter at the time, she said if her dad didn't cast him, she was going to run away from home. Makes sense. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's a heartthrob, man. He's a good actor, too. Yeah, he was, yeah. In this movie, though, it's kind of funny. Like He's not great. He's not great. Yeah, but Every, the whole movie's not great. But everybody's very flat in this movie. Like, yeah. It's kind of fun to recast because I don't think anybody, outside of Robert England, I don't think anybody in this movie really blew me away with their performance. I like the lieutenant, uh, the dad. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Okay. Maybe him. <laughs> so, Max, let's start with the facts. Just the facts. Nothing but the facts. What do you got? Over 200 actresses auditioned for Nancy. I won't say who because I don't want to pick one of yours. Yeah. But that's insane. It's a lot. Although the fact that still blows my mind about auditioning stuff, they said they had 6,000 people auditioned for Dolph Lundgren. Is there that many people? <laughs> auditioned for Dolph Lundgren? I mean, for uh, what's his name? Drago. Yeah. I was like, is there a Dolph Lundgren <laughs> <laughs> autobiography that I'm unaware of? Because that'd be amazing. It. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Should I do my best fact first? Uh, no. Build up to it. Give me a crescendo. Okay, okay. How yeah. about this? Before you do any facts, the original story. I'll tell you what that's about. You may not have that. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. So the original story, Wes Craven when he was a kid, which by the way, of all of the childhoods that I'd like to know about, <laughs> Wes Craven's the bottom of my Do list. you? Th- okay, you go. Okay, there you go. He must yeah. have like a terrifying childhood. Yeah, it's going to be awful. Yeah, awful. So some drunk scary horrifying guy in a fedora was like outside his window when he was a kid when he's 10 and he noted that's terrifying and so he has this idea of freddy krueger freddy krueger he named him after his high school bully (laughs) he did if you want to talk about the ultimate revenge like if you've got an ex-girlfriend what's uh what's (laughs) this is great what's the uh the crazy kill the bunny fatal attraction what's her character's name oh my god it's what's going close uh alex forrest yes yeah so if you want to pay back your ex-girlfriend <laughs> yeah, you and you're a Alex screenwriter, Forrest, yeah. you, you name like, oh, man, my ex-girlfriend from high school, her name was Alex Forrest, <laughs> you create this. If there's a bully that you don't like, yeah. for the rest of his life, there's a guy at my fire station who just joined whose last name is Kruger, and I'm just like, I'm like, I know you've heard this before. He's like, yeah, I know. I know. Freddy Krueger. I get it. <laughs> like that, He destroyed that name. Like Wes Craven literally destroyed the name Fred Krueger forever. Yeah. I don't even think you can have the name Fred without people being like Fred Krueger. Not many Freds anymore. No. Drop Dead Fred. I mean, that's the movie. That's the movie. That's about <laughs> it. Um, and then I, 
Go ahead, Max. I, I said I would. I got a few facts, but I want you to go. What do you got? Uh, the sparking glove was created by attaching the glove to a car battery. I thought that Ooh, was kind of cool. That is kind of cool. Yeah. And the scraping noise, they do a really good job with it. It's a steak knife scratching against the underside of a metal chair. All right. Yeah. And uh, the guy who did all the special effects, Jim Doyle, really weird career. I'm sure it wasn't O'Doyle. <laughs> Doyle rules. Uh, he did Friday the 13th, like the seventh one, Loaded Weapon 1, Showgirls, and The Nutty Professor. So it's like he did all these weird like little movies. Then he did The Nutty Professor, which has some of the best special effects work. What are you doing, Showgirls? <laughs> That's what I want to know. <laughs> Elizabeth Berkeley, come here. Oh, I'm so scared. I'm so scared. <laughs> the red and green stripes on Freddy Krueger's jumper yeah. were picked because Craven read a science journal that said that those are the two most clashing colors for the human retina. Which is wild to think because that's Christmas colors. Yeah. So you'd think they'd be pleasing. I don't know. Yeah. I guess. I know. Originally, they were going to be red and yellow. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that's creepy. So there you go. Do you see that new David Harbour uh, Santa movie? (laughs) It looks awesome. I got like 20 people that texted me and they're like, you got to check this out. (laughs) Uh, But he was supposed to be red and yellow originally because it's like Plastic Man because he could stretch and do all those kind of things. A little Stretch Armstrong. Yeah. There's one fact I didn't think was real. It said this is the first film ever to use a breakaway mirror. I don't even know what a breakaway mirror is. Yeah, yeah. But okay. it's right. the first. It did it. Why would we leave that out since neither of us can speak to it? Okay. Elm Street is never spoken in this movie. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's not. Isn't that neat? Yeah. Yeah. Show, do, don't they show the, do they show the sign? Yeah, they do. Okay. Yeah, I thought yeah, they yeah, showed yeah, the sign, yeah. so I wasn't sure. And I love this. The knives were tomato knives. They were Case XXP2110 knives. Robert England was a trained Shakespearean actor. <laughs> and apparently, wild. apparently, he's like legitimately one of the nicest people in the world. Yeah. He seems like he has a lot of fun with this. Yeah. Like on interviews. Did, you, did you ever see the Wes Craven movie that was like breaking the fourth wall about New Nightmare? Is it New Nightmare? It's 94. It's yeah. that one. Yeah. Did you ever see it? Yeah, it's I, I cool. watched all of them. Oh, that's right. You yeah. did. I forgot you watched all of them. Yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's like very like, she's an actress, right? Yeah. It's like actually yeah, yeah. Heather Langenkamp yeah, yeah. and stuff like that. Okay, my last fact is like my Max Mind Blower. Are you ready for this? Are you sitting down? Well, I've got a smaller one before you give me your okay, mind blower. Okay. This is not, a, I mean, it's, I guess it's a fact, but it's just funny because we talked about in Breaking when they were dancing on the ceiling and then yeah. we also talked about dancing on the ceiling and the, all these are based off of the Fred Astaire royal wedding where he does that in the movie yeah. and they use that technology as well for the scene when Tina's gutted like a fish on the ceiling. Oh, that's cool. A lot of blood. Yeah. A I, lot of blood that destroyed equipment, like <laughs> gallons of this like blood everywhere. Like they had a power outage because of all the blood that was flying around. It's a lot of blood. I have another breaking reference later. It's a code of blood technique. Yeah. <laughs> the electric boogaloo one. There you go. Yeah. But this is, all right, sit down, everyone. I'm sitting. Say, so the idea for this movie about dreams like killing you and all. Yes. Do you know how Wes Craven got this idea? I do. It was an article. About, no. Okay, sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> I do know this fact, but go uh, ahead. How, how did you not say this then? It's because so I, cool. want, I, I wanted to leave the good ones for you. Okay. He's reading a series of LA Times articles where a group of Southeast Asian refugees escaped the murderous reign of this guy named Pol Pot. Apparently. Everybody knows him. Is it really? No. Oh, okay. (laughs) So within a year, all three men died in the same way. They were young, healthy men who would have a nightmare and then refuse to sleep. And then from exhaustion, they'd finally fall asleep. And when they awoke, they started screaming and then they died. And when they did the autopsy report on these three guys, there was no heart failure. They just died instantly and unexpectedly. So there's no cause of death. It's called Asian death syndrome. And it's a variant of sudden unexpected death syndrome. That's, uh, yeah. Isn't that creepy? It's a little creepy. Yeah. I hope I don't have that. I hope you don't have that either. I know. Like Sid's China. <laughs> don't say that. That's what Trump would call it. Oh. China death syndrome. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I thought you were. Okay. <laughs> The look on your face. Your your Trump isn't very Trumpy. It's not very. I can't do a good Trump. I'm sorry. Okay. 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 <laughs> that sounds like Leo Getz. Yeah, you're right. It sounds nothing like Trump. Yeah. 
Well, good for us. We can't do Trump. That's good. There you go. <laughs> all right, Max. I think we have uh, covered all the exciting, fun things we wanted to cover. We want to hop into the movie now. I, we gave a quick synopsis, but basically to get a little bit deeper into it, you've got this girl, Tina, and her friend, Nancy. And Tina and Nancy are best of friends. They are. And they're dealing with all the things you deal with in high school. Boys. Boys, alcoholic, <laughs> absent mothers, <laughs> like just standard stuff. Yep. And while they're hanging out with each other, <laughs> Tina standard thing. Tina's been having nightmares. Yep. So Tina and Nancy head to school as often girls do when they're in high school. <laughs> right. And Nancy is dating Glenn. Uh, Glenn Lance. Yep. By the way, Glenn is a great name for Johnny Depp. Like, take the most handsome, debonair actor you can and call him Glenn. <laughs> like Glenn Powell Jr. No, but it makes me think of, and I don't know why, um, <laughs> makes me think of uh, Groundhog's Day uh, when Bill Murray, remember, what's the guy's name? The sales guy? Yeah, what's his name? Uh, God. Ned? Ned Bryerson? <laughs> Ryerson. Ryerson? Whatever it is. <laughs> he's he's, he's, he's ugly, though. So, Nancy's dating Glenn, and Tina's dating Rod Lane, played by Sue Garcia, JSU. Yep. Is that Sue? Good enough. Sue Garcia. Yeah. And they all show up, and Tina's having the most visceral dreams, but then she kind of starts sharing this dream. And then all of a sudden, Nancy's like, oh, I had a bad dream too. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, we realize everybody's having horrible dreams that are all about the same terrifying child killing murder. But she's the only one voicing it, really. Correct. Yeah. She probably had the worst of the dreams. So they all make their lies up and decide to spend the night over at Tina's because Tina's mom is a lush. Is a lush. <laughs> and like went to Vegas with some guy. I will say, like, they're Was little... it Vegas? I don't remember that. It's Vegas because remember they're saying uh, the daughter's parent, the daughter's mom and boyfriend are in vegas we're trying to get in touch with them that's now. awesome but the funnier part about this there's these little moments like when tina wakes up and has her nightmare at the beginning of the movie her mom comes in and is like you need to decide either to cut your nails or wear a different nightgown or something because she had like cuts across her nightgown and the boyfriend's like you coming back in the room like to the to the mom so that's it's just immediately trashy and sketchy yep. so i'm sorry i'm not going to do a whole movie on this you'll punch me in the face no she's wonderful i know it's it's great so they basically uncover that freddie is one by one murdering them in their sleep yep they start with tina she gets murdered first while the boyfriend's in the room the boyfriend escapes terrified thinking he's gonna get blamed for it because who's gonna believe that his girlfriend floated up to the ceiling and gushed you know quote of <laughs> blood all over the floor then nancy whose dad is a cop and his mom is an alcoholic yep. which is great uh, nancy starts having dreams about freddy krueger and also her friend tina who's dead so the rod the, dies glenn dies rod dies glenn dies tina's already dead yep and then who else is that it uh, the mom dies. Well, like, we, we we don't kind of kind of dies, but we're not sure. Yeah. And yeah, so that's that's your that's your movie, <laughs> which in, as far as body counts concerned, four is really not that bad. No. So we're not doing a whole movie review right now. We're just doing a recast. Yeah. They give you a little taste, a little flavor, if you will. So the characters that we have, we've got uh, what you want to hop into the characters. Yeah, let's Start do recasting. it. All right. Let's list the characters that we're doing. Hold on. So we are recasting. Mr. And Mrs. Lance, yep. who are the parents of Johnny Depp's character, Blaine. Glenn. <laughs> Glenn. Sergio. The nurse. So at some point in this movie as well, Nancy's mom takes them to a sleep institution. Yep. I, mean, I think the sign literally says like sleep institution. <laughs> yeah. right? There's a doctor and there's a nurse. Yep. So we're recasting the doctor and the nurse. There's a teacher in their classroom. We're recasting the teacher. We've got Tina. We're recasting. Rod, we're recasting. We've got Marge Thompson. Drunky. The drunk mother of Nancy Thompson. We've got Glenn, Johnny Depp, who we're recasting. Lieutenant Thompson, Nancy's father, who was also a police lieutenant. And was also the uncle of a friend of ours. What? Scorchio, remember? He's That's Scorchio's right. uncle. Scorchio's uncle, you're yeah. right. Yeah. I totally forgot. Good he passed call. away, but yeah. yeah. Great call. And then, of course, Nancy and Fred Krueger. Frederick. Frederick R. Kruger. What's more third. important, Freddie or Nancy? Freddie. 
Yeah. Yeah. Nancy's Nancy's so replaceable. Everybody's repl- <laughs> I'm telling you, I love I love this movie. Yeah. The acting is crap across the board. <laughs> and Freddy Krueger is the only thing worth watching, but it's great. And good music. Oh, I like the synth. The synth is great. Yeah. All right, Max. I'm ready to start recasting. You, my friend, can choose who you'd like to go first, who you'd like to go second. I'll go first. You'll go first. I'm gonna warn you right now. Yeah. I'm, I'm gonna break all the rules today. What are you are you gonna do cartoon characters? No, or something? I've got something up my sleeve though. A I've dog. Some, I went a little wacky. Uh on, a Muppet. Uh, not a Muppet. You always think it's a Muppet. All right, Max, you are starting and we're gonna start off with mrs lance the mother of johnny depp's character you really don't get a ton of them short of she's cool though she's like she's joking with him like you can tell she's the cool mom yeah like you really only get a when when everybody goes back to their respective houses after tina's been killed and nancy's blowing up their phone wanting to talk to blaine and (laughs) stop calling blaine what's his name glenn glenn whatever uh so that's when you really get a taste of the parents and and like the dad's a jerk. The mom's kind of cool. That's yeah. the end of it. Max, uh, this is played by Sandy Lipton. Who was Miss Schneider in Breaking 2 Electric Boogaloo. Waiting for that, my friend. <laughs> and she's also Miss Grossman in The Untouchables. Oh, I didn't know that. And she was on Chips. All right. Yeah. Well, a, lot, well, a lot of these actors were on Chips. Excellent work. Yeah. Excellent research as usual, Max. So fun mom. This was easy for me. I went for my MVP for cool moms. I went Carol Kane, Miss Anderson, and License to Drive. That's a good one. She's just hippy dippy and fun and like flowy. It. You want to feel one. a connection. You want to feel bad that Glenn died. Is she a little too goofy? You know what? I'm going to shut up. On the first two, I can't criticize you because yeah. of what I chose to do. <laughs> Who'd you pick? No, no, go. Anything else you want to add? Just really fun. And I just feel like their relationship, even though it's like 10 seconds, it makes you feel bad that Glenn dies and also that this is like a real person. that He's, he's the one you feel the worst for, I think, out of yeah, everybody. I agree. Yeah. I agree. It's because of that scene. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of blood. Also a lot of blood. Oh, no. Well, yeah. that You know, they were originally going to show his body, but they did decide not to. Yeah. I wonder what it looked like. I don't know. There, I don't remember which one, but there's a, another Nightmare on Elm Street that involves a waterbed and there's like a naked woman in the waterbed. Yeah, and, I remember. And, That's yeah. three or four. Yeah. Yeah. Well, three is... Dream Warriors. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's in the psych. Oh, no, it's four. I can't. It's in the psych institute, and he's like strapped to the bed, and like the bed becomes like a waterbed thing. No, he's in home. Oh, he's at home. Okay, so it's not Dream Warriors. Good call. Yeah, it's not the psych institute. All right, what's yours, Max? I'm trying out a new bit for the show. It's called a Mo Audible. A Maudible. Mo Audible. A Maudible. <laughs> I'm pulling a fast okay, one. Okay, what? Do Give you- me a sound effect. Hit one of the sound effect buttons. Ooh, it's spooky. That's a good one. You got another one? All right. Yours is a joke. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I've never in my life wished that we had cameras more than right now. The amount of difficulty that you have pressing a button that is a square inch by a square inch is incredible. It's my computer screen's blocking Slide it. Slide it aside. Are you working off your computer when you press the buttons? Yes. <laughs> Slide the computer. You're such an ape. It's amazing. Coco like button. <laughs> What's your freaking modable? I'm giving you a twofer. I'm okay. giving you Mr. and Mrs. Lance right now. So Mr. Lance is played by Ed Quato. Call. <laughs> is that Quato? No, I'm All saying right. you picked Quato. Ed Call. Who's he? You got anything for him? Uh, he was in Airplane 2 and Walking Tall, the original. Excellent. And in Chips. Good work. <laughs> Max, I'm going to put two of them together. Yep. Give me Gary's parents, Weird Science. Oh, no way. Yeah, you like that, that now? Was, that was my backup. To help myself yeah. from having two from the same movie. Let's start with Gary's mom, played by Barbara Lang, who did nothing else. I couldn't find anything else of relevance, but she was played by Lucy Wallace. She's got the like a little bit more neurotic than the cool mom is in here, but I still think like loved Gary very much, you know, like Gary, 
I don't know. She, she seemed did. awful. She's awful. You're right. Yeah. I just I I hated <laughs> recasting this these characters because they suck. But here's the exciting thing: Britt Leach, who plays Al Wallace, yep. Gary's dad. If you were to put up a fight, I could have also picked Britt Leach from another movie instead of uh, Gary's movie? dad. When I say this, you're gonna be like, "Holy crap! I can't believe I forgot about this." So here's the one you didn't know: he was in Silent Night, Deadly Night. So no. in honor of our horror films of the '80s, yeah, I could have yeah. gone with that. More importantly, I'm going to give you a clue. The person I'm thinking of okay. has been struck by lightning six, 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 66 times. The Great Outdoors? The Great Outdoors. Yeah. The guy who got shot by lightning is Gary's dad from Weird Science. Okay, You're cool. welcome. Yeah, yeah, that's And cool. that's my <laughs> Mo Audible yeah, the, two for one, the dad, Gary's parents. The dad I agree with, the mom you got lazy. I know, but I wanted Gary's parents. <laughs> My backup for the mom was Amy Magdigan, who played Annie Kinselli in uh, Field of Dreams. Yeah, yeah, she's cool. All right, I'll yeah. And my no, mi- no Diane Weist. I thought you and I would. Uh, no, I'm done with her. her in. I'm done with her. <laughs> but uh, for Mr. Lance, I went John Hurd, who played Paul in Big. I don't get it. No, you know, I'm like I know. Yeah. yeah, I gotcha. He's kind of a jerk, a little bit. Yeah, Max, that takes us uh, down with our first two. Down with the sickness. <laughs> wow. Ooh, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> and we move on to the nurse. Who was Mimi Craven? Yeah. Wes Craven's wife. Ex-wife. Uh, well, yes. He's dead, so everybody's ex-wife at that no, point. No, I think- They were only married four years. Yeah. Yeah, short period of time. Yeah. Do you know that- Well, I don't want to get into my facts on her, because my facts on her lead into who I picked. Am I up first, or are you up first? You can go first. I'll go first. So Mimi Craven, do you know who her best friend is? Uh, Cindy Crawford? No. Oh. Her best friend is who I picked to replace her. How do you know this? Because I know things. I'm okay. going to tell you how I know things. Sharon Stone. Oh. Claire Matson from Police Academy 4, Citizens on Patrol. Yeah. Or Patrice Delaplane from Action Jackson. Or Sarah Tuscani from Above the Law. <laughs> I give you any three of those <laughs> Sharon Stones. She's great in all of those. She's great in all of them. I picked her because she looks a lot like Mimi. Yeah. And they're best friends. So Mimi was a flight attendant for Delta Airlines. Awesome. She also. And Wes is like, want to be scared, pretty baby? Pretty much, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm going to terrify. I mean, he was on a flight. He's like, I need peanuts and therapy. <laughs> But he, <laughs> she was a ballet dancer. She, um, she did like all, about, she was also a photographer. I think she did a bunch of actually like semi-professional photography work. She got married to Wes Craven, snuck into a couple of his movies. Yeah. She's the nurse. I don't even think she speaks in this movie. She was in Star Trek Voyager and she Swamp was. Thing and ER and Seinfeld. But was she in A Nightmare on Elm Street? Did she have a speaking line? I don't think she did. Uh, no, I don't think so. Fine. She's gorgeous. We'll let it slide. Yeah. But I'm throwing Sharon Stone in there because, A, they're best friends, and also I think they kind of look alike, so that's my pick. I'm never going to say no to Sharon Stone. I know. Yeah. And how you love her. Mm, I do. Have you seen, uh, who's the guy who plays Bucky on Avengers? <laughs> uh, Sebastian Stan. Have you seen him on some late night show when he's hitting on Sharon Stone? No. Max, it is the, you need to immediately. Is it working? It's, it's no, it's like. She's like tough. She, she, sit, he, she they're sitting next to each other, <laughs> and he looks at her and is like. Gaga. Like, I, yeah. lo- I love yeah. you. And. They get like flirty with each other. It's really incredible. I'll she, watch it. She's like 60 now. I yeah. Think. Yeah. She's still gorgeous. She graduated college when she's 16. That's amazing. Yeah. Did you graduate college when you were, how old were you? 21. Yeah. You were, did you? Four, I was early. Four, yeah. You were early? Yeah. That's what yeah, I thought. Yeah. I was right at four years. A hard six. A hard six. Yeah. <laughs> I think you like my pick though. I went Julie Michaels who plays Denise in Roadhouse. Oh. <laughs> Just, it's a nothing role. Why not have Denise? No. Well played. <laughs> Well played. Also played the uh, naked stabbing naked girl, stabbing girl in Point Break. <laughs> yeah. it's, a great, it's a great pick. Uh, this this episode's going exactly as I thought it would. I'm very happy. All right, Max. It takes us to the nurse. No, now, the, no, the teacher. We just did the nurse. Uh, <laughs> did you know the nurse was Mimi Craven? 
<laughs> we should do that sometime. Just yeah. like keep going. And people are like, why are you, why are you keep going? It's great. It's great. Max, that takes us to the teacher. Now, the teacher might look familiar to those of you who are film connoisseurs. This is so wild. Well, you immediately, when you go back and watch it, you'll know who she is. Yeah. So the teacher is played by Lynn Shay. Yep. If you don't know who Lynn Shay is, I need you to go back. (laughs) There are two movies, only two movies you need to watch. No, there's one. No, no, there's two. I don't accept that there's one. You got to go watch Kingpin. Yeah. And you got to go watch something about Mary. (laughs) Oh, my God. The Tannis. And let's go to Kingpin first. (laughs) She is the disgusting landlord who to to help Roy is it no Roy's the bowler oh no Munson yeah, yeah. Roy Munson yeah took me a minute don't you Munson this Max that's another amazing movie by the way have you seen King oh yeah all right so Munson didn't have his rent and she worked out a little <laughs> side deal side deal which we won't talk about on the air and then in something about Mary Magda. she's Magda. <laughs> She's getting the self-tanning oh little dog. She's amazing. But in this movie, she's totally normal, totally chill. Yeah. She's a teacher. She's good. Yeah, she's really good. She's normal. Very normal. Yeah. What do you got? What do you got for this, Max? I'm going Glenn Turman, who played Roy Hansen in Gremlins. It's <laughs> a great pick. He's a good teacher. He got eaten by a gremlin, but he's like just a nice guy, and it just seemed like he was like ready to teach. What are you doing? <laughs> what do you mean? I'm- I know, I know. I was just messing with you. <laughs> That's what I thought. All right. <laughs> I'm going Karen Allen, who played Jenny Hayden in Starman. There's a few other action roles that she played as well. Like, no, that's the only role she's ever Indiana played. Indiana Jones, National Lampoon, Never Animal seen House. It. Okay. Subpar. <laughs> she's also Scrooge the Girlfriend. Yes. Yeah. Scrooge the Girlfriend. <laughs> it sounds like a movie. Yes. It's, uh, it's a good pick. Oh, I just saw What About Bob, by the way. I'm sailing. It's a great movie. <laughs> I'm sailing. <laughs> My therapist hates it. Baby steps. <laughs> he goes, that movie. <laughs> Jesus. All right, back to your pick, Max. Yeah, she's just sweet and kind of unassuming and like just got kind eyes. And yeah. yeah. I, all right. Yeah. I, this this pick sucks. Mine does? Yeah, I don't like it. You said you liked it. I, I changed my mind. I don't like it. I like mine better. <laughs> What's your but you're not going to know mine. There's no way you're going to know mine. Try have, you, me. have you seen Vice Versa? Yeah. Okay, you have? Yeah, with uh, Fred Savage and, and Judd, uh, Reinhold. Judd Reinhold. Yeah. You almost said Judd Nelson. Uh, Martinis and, yeah. You got it. All right. So I went with, to replace the teacher, who was played by Lynn Shea. We didn't even talk about, yeah, we did. <laughs> we talked at length about it. <laughs> I'm losing it, Max. I haven't slept in days. I'm afraid the Kruger will get me if I close Shut my up. eyes. I went with Beverly Archer, who plays Mrs. Luttrell. Do you remember the teacher and vice versa when- Reinhold goes into the, the crush school that she thinks she has and a crush she goes, on well the yeah. reason you're signing and he goes no yeah. way <laughs> she has tons of she's a character actor right? yeah so she's in like Alf Mama's Family like all these different What's shows Mama's Family? you've never seen that no oh my god it's oh you gotta see Mama's okay. Family it's a great show I like it have though. you watched Golden Girls yet no you're a piece of work you haven't even watched Hellraiser yeah that's right when you're done with Hellraiser go to Golden <laughs> Girls uh okay these aren't, these aren't no, terrible you picks. You win. I know. Yours is, I mean, she's a great actress. I just don't see how she would fit into this role, but. Just shut up. That's how I see I it. I hate you so much. All right. That takes us over to the sleep doctor, Dr. King. Uh, again, another mind blown moment when I went back to rewatch yep. this. If you don't know the name Charles Fleischer, you should, because. <laughs> Please, Eddie. He is the voice of Roger Rabbit. It's freaking cool. It's amazing. Yeah. The does, minute I looked at him, I'm like, I know exactly who does that he is. Does he sound like it in the movie, though? No, yeah. not at all. Yeah. And he barely has like two lines in the whole movie. He doesn't sound like him He's at in all. Back to the Future, too, as well. He is? Who's Terry? Uh, That's who he is. Is he the older guy wearing two ties 
who's doing the save the clock tower, but in the future. Oh, maybe. I bet you that's him. Um, let's look it up. You look it up. Okay. Beep, bop, boop, 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 to the future, too. Yeah, you got it. Of course I did, man. Nice. Of course you are, darling. <laughs> Good pull. Do you remember, have you ever seen Rising Sun with Sean Connery? No. That's a great movie in uh, Wesley Snipes. That sounds good. It's it's a great movie. There's a scene where uh, they're going into this guy's house and they're both cops and they go up to Sean Connery and they're like, uh, this guy's like, I have to warn you, I am a black belt. And he goes, of course you are, darling. <laughs> <laughs> he's so condescending. Yeah, really good. He is my, he's my spirit animal. The condescending way in which he talks to people is definitely my spirit animal. You're the man now, dog. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Welcome to the rock. <laughs> <laughs> she was Easy. a prom queen. Easy. Easy. <laughs> really? Excited. Really? Oh. Good right. speed. <laughs> all right, come what on. What you have in the way of snacks? <laughs> all right. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Woo. All right. Dr. Got? King. No, you're up. I went first last time. Okay. I went Steve Gutenberg, Newton Crosby in Short Circuit. The Goot, you see? Yeah. They got similar hair. <laughs> They're both smart. You get to talk about Short Circuit. Yeah. Feel, I, they do look similar. I, yeah. I see that. I, I, the Goot's good. I the go Goot's the good. Goot. Yeah. yeah. The Goot's good. Has the Goot ever done a horror movie? Oh, wow. On the I, 80s. I'd I have like, to IMDB yeah. that yeah. mother scratcher and yeah. see. I don't know. Max, my pick is strategic. Strategery. It's a strategic pick. It's not a word. So yet. because this is the voice of Roger Rabbit, I felt whoever had to replace him- Had to be the voice of something else. Had to be the voice. Of, it had to be an actor- a Swedish chef. Who all, no. It had to be a known actor yep. who also- plays a incredible role, something monumental that you would know forever. Because this is such a big role. It's a big deal. So I went with, do you know who James Avery is? No. I'll give you a clue. Before Will Smith was slapping people at the Oscars, he was on a little show called The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. James Avery was Uncle Phil. Oh, there you go. The voice of Shredder. The voice of Shredder. Yeah. Would you like to know what movie I plucked License in License to Drive? You got yeah. it, baby. That, you're my guy. I'm I love so happy that. you do that. Okay. At the DMV. Yeah. And he was getting his uh, test done. With the coffee. He was the proctor. Yeah. He's only got one rule. Don't, Don't spill my coffee. That's a hard rule. It's a hard rule. Yeah, I would have failed. I can do that. Yeah. yeah. Now, have you ever tried eating cereal while driving? <laughs> I object. <laughs> but I, I could talk about it's always sunny in Philadelphia all day long, by the way, but that's fine. That's a little Easter egg for our always sunny fans. But this is a really good pick. James Avery. He's big, he's menacing, it yeah. works. He and could, he's got to be the Shredder. Intelligent. I can't imitate Shredder, but I can imitate Krang. Shredder! That's okay. It's, it's not great. No, all moving right. on. I hate you. Uh, before we move on, why don't we take a quick break for some words from our sponsors? Buzz in the Towers also brought to you by Dolby Real Estate. You can find them at We Are Dolby. The only way to guarantee you don't end up on Elm Street is to use Dolby Real Estate. Elm Street sounds nice, though. It doesn't at all sound nice. I don't ever want to move to a block where like multiple children were murdered by a nefarious character with a fedora. Well, not this Elm Street. But that's my point. Yeah. Dolby Real Estate's going to make sure you make the right decision. They're going to guide you through this. They're going to. They're not going to give you a, a house on a lake if it's called Crystal Lake. They're not going to give you. you I know, live next to Crystal Lake. Yeah, you do anything for beachfront property. But <laughs> the moral of the story is. Adobe Real Estate is the best group in Michigan when you're looking for a house. Reach out to Simon and the team. Make sure you tell them the Buzz in the Tower sent you. They've got amazing resources, the best marketers, the best legal, the, the best agents. Reach out to them today. 400 million sales in 2021, 1,000 homes sold. They are the one-stop shop for all of your housing needs. Reach out to them today. All right, Max, we're back. Give me Tina Gray, played by Amanda Weiss. 
Tina is the first to drop and be murdered. She also has really a gruesome, passionate night of lovemaking prior to this. It's so loud. It's very loud and uncomfortable for all Whee! of us. <laughs> That's good. That's really good. She was on the Highlander show. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And yeah. on Jag and Judging Amy. Yeah. And she was Phoebe in Silverado. Yeah. She was on Walker, Texas Ranger. She was. She knows the Norris. She does <laughs> the Norris. Am I up first or are you up first? I don't care. Are you, I'll go first. <laughs> <laughs> You'll like this. I went Demi Moore, Jules from St. Elmo's Fire. Um, wow. She's a little too wild. <laughs> this girl's wild. She, yeah, but she's concerned. No, yeah. she's wild. Okay. Look, yeah. her mom is wild. She's wild. She's like, oh, help me. Don't leave me alone with him. And then like 10 minutes later. Yeah, that's there, true. Yeah, yeah. Crazy and also like when she's freaking out, it could be like her in the room by herself. Bingo, bingo. Was, it, was she trying to kill herself by like, being cold in a room? I don't know. <laughs> All I know is, is that, like, you know my favorite Demi Moore is St. Elmo's Fire Demi Moore. I thought you liked Cassandra Eldridge. I like her. In yeah, a, you have in, a thing in, in for. A, but I have a thing for damaged. I like the damaged uh, Demi Moore way more. Yeah, yeah. There's some. <laughs> There's some problem. There's my own personal therapy. I've seen some track record of yeah, girls in your life like Jesus that. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Obviously, prior to my beautiful and wonderful not damaged wife. I know. What happened? I don't know. <laughs> you get old, you grow, you fix things. Uh, who you got? Uh, I went Deborah Foreman, Julie in Valley Girl. Oh, I like that. Yeah. I she, like that. And she's been in horror movies before, too. You know what? That's a good pick. That's better than mine. Because she fits the mold a little bit more, you know? like little whiny. Well, plus, like, when you play that second string role in yep. a horror film, Demi Moore's too big for that. She can't do that. Yeah, I guess so. Either one works. All I right. just liked it. Right. And also, I thought Sarah Jessica Parker would be fun as Janie. Girls just want to have fun. I was say which Sarah Jessica Parker? Yeah, Janie. Girls just want to have fun. I just watched Hocus Pocus 2 with my family last night. I've never seen Hocus Pocus before. <laughs> yeah, you're not missing anything. Um, <laughs> so anyways, <laughs> next we're going to go to Rod Lane, played by Sue Garcia. It's like Rocky in high school. I was convinced initially that- It's the guy from Weird Science, right? Yes. Yeah, me too. 100% yeah. convinced it was him, and it's not. No. His story's kind of tragic. I guess oh, he no. was like a- Well, at, at the time, he cleaned himself up, but- they were saying at the time of the shooting of this, he was a heroin addict and he was homeless. And then he got this gig on. How do you audition for it? I don't know. I mean, if you think about it, though, that's what people are looking for is this like real rough character. He did look sweaty in this yeah. movie. Yeah. He's in Wildcats, too. So I got a story for you. Okay. You met him? No. Do you know what other movie he's in? Vampires in Brooklyn? More important than that. Collateral Damage? More important than that. We Were Soldiers? More important than that. The TV show Arliss? <laughs> Okay, now you're just reading from IMDb. Do you want to know what he's in that's the most important of all the things you No, I have about? no idea. He's in Predator 2. Shut up! Now, here's the problem. You're going to have to go back and watch it, but there's a scene at the beginning of Predator 2. He's okay? gutted as like a- no, He's not gutted. There's a scene at the very beginning when you've got Harrigan, Danny Boy, Leona, mm. you know, played by Danny Glover and Maria Conchita Alonso, and they're outside of that building mm. where all of the Jamaican drug lords are in there and the yep. predator. This is at the very beginning of the movie. And when they're outside, they're arguing about going into the building. And behind them is one of the SWAT guys, and that SWAT guy is Garcia. Oh, cool. And they follow him inside, I think. I can't find it anywhere, but when you watch it, it's hard to see. One of the SWAT guys picks up uh, like an actual- well, How much re- time do you spend on a this? A lot of time on this. Because I was like, he's not a Predator 2, and I had to go back, and I knew he didn't play Danny Boy. Yeah. That's the only thing I could think of. And uh, whatever. So he picks up like one of the walkie-talkies, and he's like, I think he says, I think he says, we've got a uh, first floor officer down, we need backup. I think that's who he is. So that's his claim to fame? That's my version of his claim to fame. This is it. It's Predator 2. Yeah. He's a big re- deal. He's really good in this. Of all of my picks, this is my second favorite. Okay. So my first favorite is who I picked for Freddy Krueger. Yeah. My Freddy Krueger pick is pure fire, but this is my second favorite of all of them. Do you want me to go? Yeah. I'm excited to go. Give me, for the role of Rod Lane, Patrick Swayze, Johnny Castle from Dirty Dancing. 
He's 35. He looks like he's 18. <laughs> does he? I think he does. <laughs> Don't poop on this. I'm not going to let you poop on this. I love this pick. So Patrick Swayze is never a love sick, like girl obsessed kind of guy. Uh, yeah, but I mean like- Steel Town USA maybe. Yeah. That's a, that's a great example. You just gave me the one. But you have to use that movie. But I, I don't have to use that. You just know it exists. It's in the no. That's, we just you made the rules very clear. I want him from Dirty Dancing. I like Johnny. He's like, too like, kind. No, he's not kind at all. He's softened by nobody baby. puts baby in a corner. Right. Yeah. Nobody puts Freddie's gutting in the ceiling. He's helping his like gutting friend on the ceiling. <laughs> So stupid. <laughs> he, is he supposed to like break out and dance when he gets hung? He starts like dancing on the. Go to your go to your pick. I like this pick. I went Gerardo Meja. No idea who that is. It's it's actually his. It's Rico. <laughs> it's Ricky from Can't Buy Me Love. Okay, who's Rico Suave? <laughs> Rico Suave. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's good. At, he's the like name, the name sounded familiar. I was like, it's not Rico Suave. Yeah. Like, yeah, but he's like. Charming and good looking, kind of a bad boy. I can't handle you. He throws dog poop on a house. You pick Rico Suave. You okay. poop on my house. You're <laughs> mad that I picked Patrick Swayze and you picked Rico Suave. Mine's better. Whatever. Maybe. Next, Marge Thompson. <laughs> the Nancy's best role. alcoholic mother. She's the most, when you watch this multiple times, she's the most fun she's, to watch. <laughs> she's wild. She's She literally like uncovers, she, she pulls Nancy into the basement. She's like, we had to kill him. <laughs> Nancy's like, what did you do, mother? She's like, well, the judge and the lawyers got fat on the case, but he got away because they didn't sign a warrant. <laughs> so we did the right thing. And we poured gasoline all over him and lit him on fire. We had to protect you, Nancy. Yeah. She's got death in her eyes. Yeah. She, but he can't hurt you now. <laughs> and she's just drinking it away. She literally just got back from the mental institution that she was at, or the sleep deprivation, whatever, where she took a fedora from the dream world <laughs> like, into the real it. world. And that, and yet her mom still is debating with her. No, he can't get you now. Yeah. The fedora won't hurt you, sweetie. It's okay. <laughs> she's so out there. She's terrifying. Uh, why don't you go first on this one since you pooped all over my Patrick Swayze pick? So you need a weird mom who's out there and kind of like, what's with this chick? <laughs> so I went Kim Darby, who played Jenny Meyer, Lane's mom in Better Off Dead. Oh, that's good. <laughs> because that's, she's, she's basically kind of playing drunk anyways. Yeah. She's just out. I mean, like, she's just strange. I went a totally different direction. I went like emotionally numb, alcoholic, like addiction person. You nice. Know, like silly, goofy. I went... Um, <laughs> You're going to like this, I think. I want Michelle Pfeiffer as Elvira from Scarface. That's really good. She's just dead on the inside. She's just totally dead on yeah. the inside. Does she do it for you? Are you going to marry me? <laughs> you go, when are you going to marry me? You have the worst Tony <laughs> Montana ever. <laughs> so true. It's terrible. You just sounded punch drunk. Perhaps in the dark. No, no, man. <laughs> you have any backups? No, you know I don't have backups. Oh, I want Mary Tyler Moore, Beth, and Ordinary People. Yeah, that's good. a little too good of an actor yeah, yeah, for this, yeah. but all right, all yeah. Right. All right, not terrible. Yeah. Uh, oh, we're getting to the weird spots. All Time right. for the Blood Smoothie. Glenn Lance, Johnny Depp. Film debut. Who you got? Who's your favorite Johnny Depp, by the way? Oh, wow. I think Blow. He's really good in Blow. Um, God, that's tough. Um, can I pick the Amber Heard trial? <laughs> sure. <laughs> that's probably, that's probably honestly my favorite Johnny Mega Depp. Megapoint. My second favorite Johnny Depp has got to be Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, it's really good. I love him in that. I was not, I'm not a big Pirates guy. I, some people like that. It's not my thing. And Captain's cool. He was great in Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. Yeah, he was. Um, it was a bad country. Donnie Brasco. I, I liked him in that. I don't like that that much. I, I, I dug that. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, so. What do you got, Max? For for the man, the myth, the man, the legend. So you need someone unbelievably handsome. Sure. Charming. Yeah. Kind of boyish fun. Yeah. And also when he dies, when he gets pulled into the bed and yeah. he's like, no, no. Like you need someone who can freak out and you're like, no, I don't want this to happen. Who is the best at freaking out in movies? 
Wow. You and I might have the same person. It's Tom Cruise. Yeah. Okay. I have Joel, Tom Cruise. Joel Goodson. Oh, I'm from yeah. Frisky Business. Yeah, oh, that's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. That's why I had nice. two. That was Love perfect. It. Oh, that's Love great. <laughs> we, haven't had, we haven't had the same one in a long time. The minute you said the screaming and who freaks out in movies, I was yeah. like, yeah, it's perfect. Cruise. It, he's, so I'm so happy you picked this. Not only is he perfect, but the thing about Joel that's great is that Joel has got this little bit of like nerd awkwardness to him paired with the fact that he's like handsome and obviously has guts. Yeah. You can't imagine. So like when Johnny Depp's playing with the tape in the beginning, you that's it. totally him. You nailed it. Yeah. Perfect. Like that awkward, like he's not Garcia. No. He's not Blaine in this no. movie. You know? There's some like, vulnerability to him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Great pick. Man. Wonderful. Do you Love have any it. backups for this? Uh, Josh Brolin in Thrashing. I had Josh Brolin in Goonies. Oh, nice. So wow. Funny. Look at us. Look at, you. Look, at, look at us. <laughs> look at us. Look at us. <laughs> The Who would have thought? Yeah. Who would have thought? <laughs> Not me. Not me, man. Okay, now we got Lieutenant Thompson, played by Lieutenant John Saxon. Lieutenant Dan, played by John Saxon. <laughs> what else was Saxon in? Uh, Enter the Dragon, mm-hmm. uh, Black Christmas, mm-hmm. Beverly Hills Cop 3. He's Orin. I don't, I, I vaguely remember three. Yeah, I don't, oh, he's in Running Scared. He's Captain Mun- Running Munoz. Running Scared, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Munoz. Yeah, Munez. I don't, can't say it. Yeah, it's okay. Words. Uh, we might have the same words. one for this one, too. Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I'll tell you. Well, I'm going to go first on this one. So did you go dad core? No. Okay. I went cop core. Okay. And I went like. Brian Dennehy, Rambo. I, I went, I went, I thought about that. I went rugged, like, you know, tough. Okay. Because if you think about it. Up, in, up until the end, I mean, he uses his daughter's bait to catch a murderer. Yeah, he's no joke. He's no joke. I went uh, Nick Nolte, Jack Cates, 48 hours. He's too old. <laughs> He's looked like Why he's he that old. He's looked like he's... he just looks that old. He's not actually that old. Uh. He's like he's like twenty five and forty eight. And there's something alcoholic about him the whole time. Like you can't have two alcoholic main parents. Why not? <laughs> Clearly, Nancy hasn't been raised well. It's fine. I I like it. I don't love it. You're gonna love mine. I can't believe you didn't pick this. I want Stephen Mock, who played Dell, Sean's dad in the Monster Squad. That's really good. Yeah, it actually Damn is. It, that's yeah. really yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. He's you got the right it. face, the dadness. It. You nailed it. Because there's got to be some kindness to like one parent. He's got the. So this is why it's a wonderful pick because in this movie, when you see Nancy's parents first see each other, and it was like, why was she even out? Yeah. at school. And exactly. She's like, Good to see you too. You can tell that they're either divorced or on their way. Yeah, and there it's you go. The same dynamic yeah. in Monster Squad that the mom and dad have. Woo! You nailed it. Down to our last two. That's exciting. So the other rule I broke uh, is on this next one for Nancy Thompson, <laughs> who's played by Heather Langenkamp. What else was Heather in other than future <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street movies? I love the names of her movies are great. Road Trash, Portal, Glitch, Plea. She played a big role in Growing Pains. She was Amy Botelier. Mm, I, don't I don't know remember. who that was, I don't but remember. I like Growing Pains. All right, yeah. I used it? to, you know, my sister used to watch Growing Pains and I. What <laughs> would you do if you were in the darkness? <laughs> I used to call it growing brains and it drove her nuts. Sure. <laughs> I, I would love to get a list of things that drove your sister nuts. She like like dressing up like Ross Perot. <laughs> she more instigated with me. Sure. Yeah. You're just an innocent bystander. Max, so one of the things that you do, that voodoo do, that you, you do, do, you try really hard to not use characters that you've used on previous recastings. Yeah. On current recastings and i believe i am using a character that i did use on our like literally our last recasting but i cannot help it judd nelson no not as nancy do you want me to go first (laughs) yeah jennifer conley sarah labyrinth now before you say anything hear me out this actually fits i have two really good reasons for this 
the flatness that you accuse her of having in Labyrinth fits perfectly with how you're Nancy completely is. right. This Secondly, actually works. Yeah. who in the last year you saw a movie with two actors who had the best damn chemistry in the world and who were they? Tom Cruise. Oh, yeah. And Jennifer Connelly yeah. in Maverick. And now it's them as now teens. Now it's them as teens. And now you get the added bonus that now Top Gun's like a reuniting of them. That's pretty bingo, good. Bingo, bingo. It's really, really good. Yeah. So you actually used her weakness as a strength. I, I had to I had to get you to buy into her at some yeah. point. Yeah. There you go. All right, good. And career opportunities. Hello. Yeah, I know. Humana, humana. Uh, <laughs> uh, Max, who do you have for Nancy Thompson? I went Helen Slater, who played Billie Jean in The Legend of Billie Jean. I like that. Yeah. She also played Supergirl. Don't ever forget about Supergirl. I know. But which she you haven't could, seen yet. Probably. She could like halfway through freak out and shave her head. Do you know why you need to see Supergirl, by the way? Which has Hart Bachner's in it? Yes. Yeah. Hans <laughs> Bubby. <laughs> That's the only, can, can I tell you, you have these moments where I love you so much and you did it twice today. Yeah. One, what was the one you did at the beginning of the episode where you just knew immediately what I was referencing and I was so excited. The Great Outdoors? Yes. Yeah. Yes. 66. <laughs> oh, you crushed it. Max. Yeah. No, I thought Jennifer, Con- I thought Jennifer Gray could do a good job too. From? Uh, Red Dawn mixed with a little Ferris Bueller. Okay. Cause yeah. she's freaked out in Red Ferris Bueller. When she, when she kicks, um, Mooney in the face, you Rooney. know what I mean? Rooney. Yeah. Edward Rooney. Yeah. Rooney. <laughs> Pardon my French, but you're an a-hole. <laughs> yeah, but you would have been good. Are you ready for the big one? Yep. I nailed this. Freddy Krueger. So I have three, I think, that could work better than any whoa, that you whoa. have. Slow down, baby girl. Slow okay. down. Robert England. 170 movie credits. Isn't there some story about, isn't Robert England boys with Luke Skywalker? And didn't something happen? We we, we did Really? A story with Mark Hamill? This. Yeah. Him and Mark Hamill, maybe like Kruger told Hamill to go audition for Luke or vice versa. There's some story about oh, this. Oh, you're right about this. It's yeah, go, go to the computer. Find out for me. What'd you find? He helped Mark Hamill get the That's Star Wars right. edition. That's what yeah. it was. I knew I knew there was something that was tying the two because they were friends and he was yeah. like, you should go do this. Okay. okay. And they're both voice actors. You know, uh, Robert England was the voice of the Riddler from 2005 to 2007. No, but that's awesome. It's pretty cool. That's very cool. Yeah. So Max, this is the big one. Yep. Uh, and you said you have three. I only have one, but I love mine. I'm okay. like super excited. You about want me mine. to do my two backups and then? No, because it might be mine. No, I don't think so. I really don't. You don't I'd like be super two. bummed if it was. All right. If I don't like him, go ahead. Give me your two backups. I went Robert Zadar, who played Matt Cordell in Maniac Cop. Okay. He's also Chin in, uh, in Tango, Tango and Cash. Cash, Cash and Tango. Because he's kind of like, there's a little bit of humor to him, but he's so unique looking in the face. Like you could put a lot of scars on there. Would it, I be, think. would it be lost because of all the, okay, I'm not going to debate. That's, my, that's my third backup. Yeah, yeah. yeah, my second backup was Rutger Hauer in uh, Blade Runner and also The Hitcher. That's a good one because he's terrifying. That was my, that was my backup because he's also funny a little bit. And he's so. also got that like sunken eye, like depth of eye look. It's that, that Norwegian like death is okay. Swedish chef thing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So who's your man? I really like this one. Um, in particular, he's perfect from the movie that I selected him, but recently has done some work that just validates my feelings on him doing this Okay, uh, on a little show that we like to call Dexter. I went with Clancy Brown, Kurgan from Highlander. That's pretty good. Although he's in a new, he's in the new Freddy as the dad. Oh, he is? Remember he's uh, the girl's dad in the 2010 one. So it might be a little weird. Damn it. You're right. <laughs> you're right. <laughs> God, you ruined it. I was so excited. Well, that doesn't ruin it. No. Yeah, this he's, is because this is a Nightmare on Elm Street. He's really good, and he's got a big face. He's and then like, I think about him like just being a serial killer and yeah, Dexter, yeah. And, and then I go back to Highlander, which was where I'm picking him from. Kurgan. It's terrifying yeah. as yeah. Kurgan. He's, that's really the good. To Gurgan, so I, yeah. He's great. Him in the, uh, God, in the church. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Better burn out than fade away. But you know the rule. There's no fighting on holy ground. Yeah. That's not, add that to the list. We need to talk about Highlander. They're going to be only one. I am immortal. <laughs> butchering that song so i went with someone 
to get Freddy really going, there has to be something like fun and mischievous about him. You know what I mean? Like he's enjoying himself about all this. Sure, sure, sure. But he has to be terrifying while also being weirdly kind of charming and intense. Walt Disney. (laughs) (laughs) Just ice him out. Yeah. I don't think you've seen this movie, but it's one of the scariest, strangest movies. I went Dennis Hopper, who played Frank Booth in Blue Velvet. Dennis Hopper. First of all, terrifying. Speed. He's incredible. Waterworld. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, but what is is Waterworld the movie? What's the movie with the the bus that's that's (laughs) got to go over 88 miles an hour? Pop quiz, hot shot. What's it called? The bus that couldn't slow down. Thank you. Yeah. Homer Simpson. Blue Velvet, he's this like kind of, he's like a gang leader that just does a bunch of nitrous and like loses his mind slowly and like kidnaps people. And is just laughing kind of the whole time and like is out of his mind. It's, then, a good, it's a good, he's got a look to him that's like a very scary, it is. devilish kind of You don't of even look. need to put the burn victim stuff on him. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Hey, speaking of which, if you could go outside of the 80s, yeah. do you go Anthony Hopkins, Hannibal Lecter? He is fun sometimes, but Hannibal's too refined. So I feel Dreams like, are a fun space. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like he's too kind right, of put any, together. Any era, who do you pick? Any era. Out of the 80s, anywhere, what do you pick for Kruger? If, if, if they'd allow, if he'd, uh, God, okay, if he was okay doing it, Daniel Day Lewis, he'd lose his mind. Yeah, he'd be good. He'd lose his freaking mind. Do you know who I'd go? Who? Jim Carrey. <laughs> Seriously? Yeah, but I'd, I'd, I'd push him to see if he. Alrighty could... then. So you're having some dreams, <laughs> Fanny. Hey, saddlebags. <laughs> I'd love to see when Robin Williams did that movie where he was a serial killer. One hour photo. I thought it was great. Yeah. I like seeing people who you wouldn't think of. Like Jack Black as Freddy Krueger. That'd be kind of cool. Just something like unique like that, right? Because <laughs> I think being a comedian, being a good comedian, is a fine line between being a happy guy and being a serial killer. Yeah, yeah, that's true. There's a dark Bill Burr. <laughs> no. As Freddy Krueger. What are you doing down here? Uh, I'm going to kill women because, you know, women are stupid. <laughs> Jesus. That's Bill Burr. Go to the spot. In a nutshell. <laughs> now, now, baby. That's me in a, in a nutshell. nutshell. How did I get in this giant nutshell? Right. Hello. Anyways, this to the Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight. This week's Buzz in the Tower fan spotlight is an old friend and a new friend and even a bear. (laughs) We got Caleb. Caleb was the first, was he the first collaboration we ever did? Yeah. And he's been just such a good friend to both of us, friend of the show. And he's moved to the Midwest. Yeah. He is an absolute guru of the horror film genre. Good, bad, hilarious, everything. Like, he's he's seen it all. He's got his podcast, Horse Soup. Yep. He's got his other podcast, Screen Screen Podcast. Is he working on anything else above and beyond that? I don't think so right now. If you're into horror films, I mean, it's he's typically a top 25 ranked horror film. And he's podcast. a love he's a love to hate. You watch his reviews and people are like, Caleb annoys me. But yeah. like it's a, it's like the Howard Stern. Like, you want to listen to him. He's great. He's yeah. always been so kind to us, and we love having him on. We've had him on before. I just we did the Nightmare on Elm Street box set with him on Yeah, we had show, to watch the whole thing. And that was great. Only for him. I think we've had him on he's as a spotlight man. a couple times too. But yeah. for this week we did a recasting and we asked him to recast one of his favorite characters i'm dying to see what he had again please check out caleb's both of his podcasts one is scream exclamation mark that's how you search it and you'll find it and the other is horse soup they're both great and let's hear what he had to say about our question of recasting hello people of buzz in the tower this is caleb from scream and horse soup podcasts uh so i hear max and mo are doing another little recasting i love these things you know they they just you know they get people and they say hey i don't want you in the movie I want a new person. And around this time, I hear we're doing some Nightmare on Elm Street recasting. 
good old 80s goodness. And, uh, you know, I think I would definitely recast Freddy as a very interesting person. The person that I would uh, want Mr. Robert England replaced with in the original Nightmare on Elm Street would be none other than Rowdy Roddy Piper. He is a legend in his own means. He starred in movies like They Live and Hell Comes to Frogtown, both 80s classics, both incredible movies. He is an incredible wrestler. He's incredible everything. I love him. I love him. I love Rowdy Roddy Piper. And, you know, I, I want to say that it's primetime thing. Um, and then say that, you know, like Rowdy, but that's not in the first Nightmare on Elm Street. And it's all, I can't finish the statement. This is a clean show, guys. Keeping it clean. Keeping it clean. Anyway, I've been Caleb from Horror Soup and Scream. Um, Buzz in the Tower is amazing. Max and Mo, I love you guys. Uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper should be Freddy Krueger. That's all. I came here to murder children <laughs> and chew bubblegum, and I'm all out of bubblegum. It'd be really good, actually. That actually fits. Do you know the best part about Caleb? What? I don't know if he's being serious. <laughs> It's okay. I'm happy with it either way. I think it'd be hilarious to have the Piper, the the, the rowdiest of Pipers, to have a giant muscular mulleted Freddie. Absolutely. Does he have the hair still? I don't know. <laughs> Just bursting out of the sweater. This is why Caleb Caleb never lets us down. Trolling. This is great. It's either trolling or brilliance, or it's brawling. Wow. Trillions. All right, it's time to go. All right, it's time to go. Max, that concludes our recasting for the day. Uh, as always, I want to remind you, if you are not subscribed or following our podcast on whatever podcast player you are using, please go do so. Check us out on all social media, at Buzz in the Tower. Go to our website, buy our gear, or if you want to spend some real dollars, and I'm talking like $3 a month. 275 Head on over to patreon.com slash buzz in the tower to support us the best way you can, which is through our Patreon. The rest of the month, we've got some great stuff lined yeah. up. Where we got a lot of Hellraiser. Or... We got the new Hellraiser, the old Hell... <laughs> I can't even say it. We got the new Hellraiser, <laughs> the old Hellraiser, and we're going to talk about it. Yeah. Great. <laughs> goodbye. Max is afraid of the darkness, but goodbye. the darkness doesn't care. You the, can't just say goodbye. How are you going to end the episode? The pleasure and pain how of this gonna, episode. How are you going to end the episode? I'm going to end it by one, two, buckle your shoe, three, four, <laughs> close that door. You're not even doing it right. Five, six. I like the band sticks. <laughs> good max that's good seven eight you can, you can be done now for work i am late you're, you're good you, it's time you're, to go you're all set goodbye all set. goodbye <laughs> i'm your boyfriend now max <laughs> awesome started and ended the show with that love it do you know what my second favorite scene is with someone on a phone that's not plugged in no <laughs> no grandma i didn't get it i can't believe it myself <laughs> water boy i hate him i hate him i hate him he's in heels oh max glad have, i called ha- that guy have a great week enjoy your hellraiser i'll see you next <laughs> goodbye. week goodbye You're still here? It's over. Go home. Go.